You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, sponsored by Franklin Professional Associates, excellence in staffing and recruiting, and supported by regional leaders like Enterprise Bank, helping people and businesses create success. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Kat Deal and I am on the road alone today over at 112 Main Street in Pepperell. And I have two guests joining me from two different businesses in this business plaza that is located at 112 Main Street here in Pepperell. And I am with Anne-Marie Finn who is the general manager and co-owner of The Lazy Bubble, which, by the way, greatest name ever, and Wes Ritchie, who is the co-CEO of Treehouse Craft Cannabis. We are here today in Treehouse, um, and it's, it's, a, it's a lovely plaza. I just want to say, when I pulled into the plaza, it was really nice to see business after business after business after business inside your plaza. It must yes. be a good feeling yes. to be full. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's awesome. Thank you for having us. You're so welcome. So we're going to start a little bit with you, Anne-Marie, and the Lazy Bubble. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how the Lazy Bubble came to be? And we're going to talk a little bit about your husband, who is the chef and the magic behind the Lazy Bubble. Oh, he is definitely the magic (laughs) behind the Lazy Bubble. I'm just the support system for sure. Um, Well, I worked for the government for 15 years. I had a friend of mine own a Chinese restaurant in Chelmsford, asked me if I wanted to learn how to tend bar. I said yes. Yeah. (laughs) And um, it was the best choice I ever made. It was so much fun. I loved the space. A few years later, I met Chris. He was the chef at Nashua Country Club. I was a bartender at Nashua Country Club, and that's how we started. That's awesome. He... Is amazing at what yeah. he does. Yeah, from what I understand, his food is spectacular. Oh yes, oh yeah. yes, oh cleanest kitchen I've ever been in. The running joke is he has a chef Ramsay kitchen. <laughs> it is delicious. Let me just attest, it's delicious. Yeah, well, that's the whole point, right? It doesn't matter what your kitchen looks like, so long as the food is good. Yeah, so I switched careers and I loved it, and this was his dream. So that was our goal. Where did he start cooking before that? Where was he? Before the country he was, club, he went to school at the Colony Institute of America oh, in New wow. York City. Uh, I mean, in New York, yeah, in Hyde Park, New York. And he also has his Pro Chef Two certification from them, so he can teach. He's also been to Vietnam for cooking classes, Japan, Colombia. He's had Indian cooking classes with a chef named Julie Sani out of Brooklyn, New York. How lucky he is has his, to have him! Oh my yeah. goodness! He has a he got his baking from King Arthur Flower. He is of a Hungarian descent, and that's how he learned to cook. He's been cooking since he's been a wee one. Uh, that's all he does, and that's all he loves to do. Well, that is like the best advertisement for the Lazy Bubble right now, is because oh, for I sure. am like I'm ready to eat. I'm the idea though is of the Lazy Bubble is a little different. It's not just a restaurant. It is a scratch kitchen. Now, a lot of our listeners might have not have any idea what a scratch kitchen is. Um, I did some research, so now I know what a scratch kitchen is. Yeah, <laughs> I we- definitely did. No, but could you explain a little bit about what that means and why it's important to be a scratch kitchen? Sure. Um, Chris feels as though uh, cooking has lost its originality, what it used to be at home, what your grandmother used to make, putting all the love and care uh, into what you're cooking so at the end it's just delicious and marvelous. Um, We do an actual scratch kitchen. A lot of places say scratch kitchen, and what they mean by that is they're cooking things from scratch. We're actually making everything from scratch. Our hamburger rolls, our pizza dough, all of our breads made daily, every day, from scratch. Wow. We make all of our sauces, all our salad dressings. 
Uh, we even make our own ketchup. At the bar, we make our own sour mix. If there is a caramel sauce or raspberry sauce at the bar, we are making that from scratch. Um, yeah, there is no Cisco truck pulling up. There is there absolutely is no, no Cisco, Cisco truck. truck. Um, <laughs> no, the the most the only trucks that show up for us are alcohol and beverage. Woo woo. <laughs> um, we don't make those, uh, but we do everything else from scratch. The the positive thing about that is that everything is always delicious. Yeah. Um, the downside is that is sometimes we run out of things. And that's actually interesting because you put out a new menu every week. That every single thing. week. How many people, no restaurant does that. I mean, they maybe do a special, but no restaurant is putting out a full new menu every week. And what is that driven by? What's, what, what did Chris and you decide that that was the way to go with it? Following the farms. Yeah. So I never know. I, today is Tuesday afternoon. I don't know what the menu is this week yet. Um, there's still two more farms he has to hit this afternoon to be sure what he can get his hands on to actually create the menu. So it is a project for us every single week to collect all the ingredients, but it makes it's the community well, and it connects us all to the community. Absolutely, um, everybody helps everybody out, and it, it's it's amazing to us. That's how we're and, connected. And looking at the list of your partner farms that you work with, many of them are right here in Pepperell. Oh yes. Oh oh, absolutely. I mean, you cannot get more farm to table. Correct. This is a we t- see, see, we tend not to use the word farm to table. We won't use that. <laughs> we, I, I say locally sourced. Oh, yes. Um, whenever possible. We are in New England, so the, the actuality of us being able to get broccoli all sure. year round is, is, is not easy. Um, we reach out right now. We're doing everything New England as much as we can. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of in-house greenhouses in Maine, so we can connect with them. Um, and that's what basically we try to do. We try to connect with as many farms as possible. And what a great way to drive your menu. It's awesome. I, I don't know how he does it. I, I, I don't know how he does it. We do have a core menu that doesn't change, but that menu is kind of designed for COVID. So pre-COVID, because we only opened a few months before COVID, right. pre-COVID we didn't have takeout. So our food wasn't designed to go into a container, drive home, and then eat. I think a lot of restaurants face that, too. So we created a menu that would work well for that. Yeah. And that's our core menu that doesn't change. And then we have that every single week. Right. And then our changing menu is our changing menu. And the the items on the menu, you can tell, are very select. They're selected for a reason. Guess yeah. Um, especially when the summertime hits, you're going to see, you know, when it's strawberry season, there's strawberries everywhere on everywhere. the menu. <laughs> so you, you know what's in season and what you can go pick and get based on the Lazy Bubble menu for sure. Oh, I love that. Um, and and that's, the, that's definitely our flow. And so the besides the fact that you are putting out a new menu every week, you do have some stability in there that you're, you know, your favorites that you're working with. You also have on top of that, you're a community-based person and your community-based business, and you are bringing in the arts on a weekly basis, Always. including this weekend. Yes, yes. How exciting. So can you tell us a little bit about how that is an important part of the Lazy Bubble? Because I know that it's also a part of the collaboration that's going on between the two businesses, which we'll talk about next. For sure. Um, for us, art, music, and food all are in the same bubble. Um, all of our artwork in the lazy bubble that's all of the walls even our table settings as local art that you can purchase we love collaborating with the artists it's awesome so now we're going to start doing entertainment the beautiful thing is Jaden's mom actually owns Forever Farm here in Pepperell oh. and she works for us 
So that's why she's doing our first pub night. That's great. Um, we're going to be having a pub night the last Saturday of every every month. Okay. Uh, that's going to be our new routine. In March, it's actually going to be the students from NOLA doing a trivia night, and they're raising money for their trip to New Orleans. That's fantastic. So uh, the community's coming in to do a trivia night, not necessarily just somebody singing all yeah. the time. So there'll be different things but the last Saturday of every month, and we'll have a fun little pub menu that Chef will create every week. So it be some fun things, and we'll be making some popcorn, of course, with I no artificial that. flavors or preservatives, or artificial colors. Or- of course, <laughs> of course. Well, it just sounds like Blazy Bubble is doing some amazing stuff, and you are in the business plaza. You are on one side, and now we're a, we are today, we're at Treehouse Craft Cannabis. So, Wes... Uh, first off, I love the decor of inside here. This is this looks like oh, the back you. wall looks hand painted. This looks it like, was. Yeah, it, it was. was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. I remember. It's yeah, we beautiful. used a local artist, or we worked with a local artist um, who's done some. She actually did the mural on the outside of the building too. Oh wow! And all that. But can I just say about yes. the lazy bubble? Yes, okay. please. I just listened to it. I'm also hungry. It just makes me so hungry. Um, but they have the best rice bowl that I have ever had in my entire life. The burger is delicious. They often have chicken paprikash on the menu. It's just everything. I've had the, what did I have this week? I had the banh mi this week. Oh, the banh mi. It was so good. I was like, I don't know, Emery, is it good? She's like, it's good. And it's it was good. <laughs> it's on the menu, it's yeah. good. And so it's just, you, she is so great about talking about the story, but the food is so delicious. I have had pretty much everything on that menu over the last couple of years. Yeah. And it's better than you think. It's so good. That's like, you see, these are just commercials for you, Anne-Marie, because the endorsements <laughs> the, are here. The staff and I will tell guests all the time, we all say it all the time, we are food spoiled. Yeah. He makes staff meal for the staff every day. So they get free staff meal every single day, too. Oh. It's not just our guests we take care of, we take care of the staff really well, too. I've aligned my coming to work schedule to be like, are they open? Okay, are great. Open? I'll be there. Great. If we're doing a special event, like on a Sunday, Chef will also bring food over to the staff over here. Oh, very nice. Because they're here on a Sunday. Or if we're on a holiday and they're working a holiday and we're working the holiday, we bring food over to these guys. You guys are real partners. Oh, for sure. Well, it's true. And, you know, the truth, the backstory briefly is just that we wouldn't exist without the Lazy Bubble advocating for us. You know, when we came to town maybe four, gosh, four or five years ago now, a long time ago, we had, we found this plaza and it was, what was it, Amory? Seven vacant units. You guys had oh. just moved in. It was rough times. Mm-hmm. You guys were the brand new tenant. It yep. was seven vacant units. Uh, and now it's, oh, it, I think it's full occupancy. Almost. Almost. Full, almost. One yeah. unit almost away. There's only one. Yeah. Two. Oh, two. Two, two units okay. away. Yep. But the, it's a, we really worked together as two separate businesses to revitalize the plaza. I mean, we're talking new look on the outside, mural on the outside, and then a symbiotic relationship of like, looking out, making sure the trash is picked up, making sure the whole area is clean. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've really focused on revamping this section, just like we told the town we would. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Marie, do you have something to say about it? Yeah, it's about changing the neighborhood. Right. Uh, I, when me deciding into this space, this space originally had some negative connotation. I, I was a volunteer at the Senior Center for years, and the seniors would tell me not to come into this space. It was a negative thing, and I finally decided, you know what? I live here. Mm-hmm. I want to change the neighborhood. And um, when I, we, so we decided we were going to come in and change our space and change the neighborhood. I started cleaning everything up and the neighbors started because I was cleaning up, so they were cleaning it up. Um, and then when Wes and I met, we just connected awesome. Immediately. And we knew that this combination of us together would be amazing. So, yeah, we fought for it. 
And sometime we'll have time to do a, another like full hour long podcast on the zoning details of Pepperell. Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> riveting. We have pl- yeah, it's so riveting. We have yes. plenty of content, I assure you. Yes. Uh, but basically the quick story is, you know, Amory and I went through it. We went through boards of selectmen meetings, collecting signatures around town to get this pot shop, mm-hmm. the treehouse into this plaza. And it was a multi-year process that resulted in hearings and town meetings and, um, like I said, signature collecting. But it really was that that anchoring to each other to be like, we, she, you know, we have the same vision for this plaza. Let's communicate about it. Let's make it happen. And I think what we've done is we've made it into a full destination where people from all around the area can come. Like, you might not know that we're here yet. And um, it's exciting. It's just so exciting to be here and up and going and all of that. And it's creating such diversity in our space and yeah. in our town, which is amazing. It is. What an amazing narrative, though. You know, not everybody wants to take the time. You know, they're going to come up against the very first roadblock. You know, to have that entrepreneurial spirit is really important, especially today, in my opinion. I think that it it's harder and harder for people to open small businesses. Mm-hmm. And the idea that you guys had such a vision, and I love Anne-Marie, that you were like, I'm going to do this because I want my own town to be better. Yes. Yeah. It's really important that's to exactly be part of the community. It's that and a really high pain threshold, and then you're good. And that's the whole, and you just push through. <laughs> yep, and push uh, through. <laughs> COVID definitely was a twist. Oh, it was a te- it was rough. It was brutal for us. And it was rough for everybody as well. And it's interesting because while marijuana became legal in 2016, yep. first sales didn't go until 2018, at the very end of 2018. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit and it all got shut down. Yeah, and there was a sort of ethos at the time of, oh gosh, are we essential? Are we not essential? Are we essential like liquor? What is marijuana? You shouldn't talk about it. You know, there's a big stigma. The thing I think that's so interesting about cannabis is every single person has their own history about cannabis. How did they learn from Mm -hmm. it? Did they first smoke? Did they smoke in high school? Did they smoke in college? But it's very secretive. Only a couple people in our lives know. And so I think uh, each of our individual stories. And so... I think to be coming out of the out of that sort of what's the word? I guess the stigma. I yeah, guess yeah, the stigma. Yeah, there is a stigma. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really been great to be like, no, we're real businesses. We're here. We're, um, yeah, just doing a different kind of economic development. But going, and, yeah. But you. But the other thing is that it's it isn't just about the money that you're making here because part of what Massachusetts said is that you're going to get back to your the towns and the cities that you're in, and of so course. that is helping the communities. In a, in a real way. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, their tax revenue for both the state and the, and the municipalities is high. Um, that goes directly to the town. And so, it, not to mention that I think the reason why Amory and I bonded so much is that she has sort of a longstanding history of giving back to the community mm. and, and being here. And we see that in each other. You know, we've been happy and proud to sponsor things like the Fourth of July Parade. Um, right. And then some other initiatives around town. We do. And so. um, so the way we look at it is uh, our guests got us through COVID. Yeah. So um, what we did was starting in January of 2021, every Wednesday, 10% of our proceeds go back to the community. So we call it Working Together Wednesday, um, and we've been doing it since January of 2021. We started off doing it, you know, advertising who it was each Wednesday. Mm -hmm. That got too much paperwork for me. (laughs) So now we just do it, and it goes aside, and then I just send checks once a month to whatever nonprofit um, locally. We did a lot with Patch when COVID hit uh, because Patch was our local food bank, and there was a lot of families in town that really needed that assistance. So we were donating a lot to the food bank. And so we do our working together Wednesday and we still do. That's amazing. So that, that's how we gave back to our community for helping us get through COVID. I love that. We're going to step away for a moment and we'll be right back. Do you have the right high quality employees to successfully compete and grow your business? 
Franklin Professional Associates team of recruiters in Lemonster is here to help you hire the best so you can be your best. Visit franklinprofessionals.com today. This is Kat Deal from the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. I'm here with Anne-Marie Finn and Wes Ritchie over at the Business Plaza in Pepperell at 112 Main Street, talking with them about Treehouse Craft Cannabis and the Lazy Bubble. So talking about like giving back to the community, one of the things that, that is a really hot topic right now is climate control and climate change and, and the environment. And Treehouse actually had an initiative that went into place where you are recycling the plastic containers that pre-rolled joints come in. We are, actually. And I'm, Is I that to, still going on? Oh, it's absolutely going so on. You, I, I was fascinated <laughs> awesome. about That's this awesome. program. Thank I you. love this idea. Thank you. Please tell us I about we, it. You know, and I'll take credit for it in the way that it wasn't me. It was actually, we had an all-staff meeting at our other location in Drake It. And early on, one of our bud tenders just said, we have so much plastic going through here. What can we do about this? Like, that's mm -hmm. the number one thing I want to see. And so we took our idea and we thought about it and we were like, okay, how can we make this work? And then a year and a half later, I think it was about May when we implemented this in both dispensaries, we recycled plastic, glass, and uh, metal tube tubes, single-use plastic containers. And we're talking, in Massachusetts, there are millions of single-use containers that go out throughout dispensaries. Sure. We take them in from anywhere, no matter where you buy it. You didn't have to buy it from us. Really? Yes. And as long as it's empty, yep. we take it in from anywhere. And then we're working with this company where we send it... We send um, the, the recycled materials, all of it to them, and then we buy, uh, we also have a farm, which I'll get into too, but we also, we buy our containers made out of that recycled mm -hmm. plastic. And so straight up, I think we're the first people doing it in Massachusetts. You are 100%. Actually, yeah, and so we've been really proud. It's and it's a bud tender driven initiative. And, and also in exchange for that, we give, anytime you bring in one piece of plastic, that fits uh, that description. That's in it. It's a cannabis-associated plastic. Okay. We give you the option to buy a four-dollar joint, and so we try to incentivize it. It's um, amazing at the right? base level. Yeah, thank you. It's but, that but was it's, my pet peeve when the legalization when we saw why, all of why the, the all of the containers. Right? And it it yeah. is crazy right. the amount of um, waste that happens. So it's brilliant <laughs> that he's doing that. We do it. We have so the farm that Jaden's parents own. Uh, Forever Farm, all our compost in the kitchen goes to her. They collect it back and forth. Our our oil goes to Upswing Farm here in Pepperell, and yeah. he uses it for biofuel. Oh, love that. So we do the same thing. We're using as be best as we can right. to kind of do that. It's, it's very community-oriented. It's very greater good, very larger scale idea. I think that's what we have in small, common. but we try. Yeah, I think that's what we have in yeah. common. Just be who you are, be mm -hmm. authentic to yourself, and Correct. do what you can along the way if you believe in it. And so it, it straight up was just the values of our bud tenders that made this happen. And we were just, took us a while to implement it, but we figured it out and we've recycled that thousands and thousands. I can't even imagine. Yeah. You know, you're talking about being yourself. You have a political background. I do, yeah. Mm -hmm. You do. Mm -hmm. You actually served on the Senate Marijuana Committee. Uh, my boss did. And uh, my boss did. Yeah, I was you're, the chief yep. of staff. For yes, you were Senator. chief of staff. Yeah. Um, you are very open about your use of cannabis and your interest in it. How did you go from politics of cannabis to selling cannabis? <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> I'm like, a, I'm a recovering two of two things. I'm recovering. I'm a recovering political person and I'm a recovering attorney. And so those are my, <laughs> those are my past lives altogether. But really there's the, there was a specialness that came out of this emerging industry. I was actually, uh, uh, I guess my, not even as a hustle, I just did it as a hobby. I, I was a grower in my shower. Mm -hmm. uh, like we have a second bathroom that we only used in my house for 
growing plants. Mm -hmm. And so I love the growing plants. I've done this for years and years and years. And then uh, my friends and I say we just took our hobby and went mega on it. Uh, <laughs> but it's really, um, there's a special kind of skill set that my co-founder, Turi, and I, we work together at the State House. We've been friends for 15, 16 years. We basically, in 2018, thought, do we want to keep doing this or do we want to see what we can do in this cannabis industry? It's such a unique opportunity when an industry emerges out of nothing. Absolutely. Um, and so we were like, you know, Turi is actually the person who did the vast majority of the design related stuff. I'm the person who did a vast majority of the paperwork <laughs> uh, and the forms. And we, but we just have this really cool relationship where yeah. we were able to make it work. And I think it's about drawing on those skills, which include the patience to navigate a tough community situation. I'm just yes. trying to push my zoning podcast on you at some point. But, That's okay. Because <laughs> uh, we got to do that. But no, I think that there's a, uh, it's really those skills that help this come together. But it was a passion for the product too. And also, you know, Turing and I are both LGBT uh, identified and the majority of our staff in both of our locations, Strickett and Pepperell are women, the majority are LGBTQ identified. And so that's the same thing I mean of just living our values and being who we are and trying to create safe and open places for people. That's really interesting that you mentioned that because I know that one of the things that has come out of since legalization here in Massachusetts is the inequity of access to um, purchasing and owning and running a pot shop based on people of color and people and women. Yeah. So it's nice to see that there is an intention behind your hiring and an intention behind the culture that you're you're sort of um, cultivating here yeah. at, <laughs> at Treehouse. Yeah, that's totally right. We, we Travis, really... you have a lot more puns. Sorry, Travis. Well, it's also just funny thing too because I think that people, pot users are everywhere. People sure. of all across all diasporas are everywhere, and so. We also have the majority of our Pepperell employees are Pepperell residents, and the, I think almost all of our, almost 50% of our Drake folks are Drake residents. And so if you're intentional about it, if you care, you make it work. And that's yeah. that's what we've been doing. It's nice because you're, you know, that's, it's great. How many people are you employing here? I'm just curious. I think we have 17 right now. That's amazing. Yeah, that's we just hired two new people. I'm so 17 not sure jobs in the town of Pepperell. That, that's huge for mm -hmm. the size yeah. of your, of the community. Yeah, it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious because over the last few years, you were talking about growing earlier. There's a lot more product on the market and there's a little bit of a flooding on the market from what I understand. And so prices have come down. Yep. You see, well, you don't see the advertisements because your advertising is restricted. That's right. But there's a lot. Um, I drive by um, Ethos every day in Fitchburg. Yep. Um, that's pretty much on my route home. And I live in Gardner, so we also have one right there. There's plenty of shops. Yeah. There's so many shops everywhere. Yeah. Um, I know that, that 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 has been something that has come up is that there is a lot more of the flower is on the market. And you were talking about growing earlier. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure. Yeah, I think you're right, by the way. I think the market is, the, the prices have come down. All of that has happened. We look at it as a stabilization of the market. There's sort of this immediate rush out the right. gate with five or six stores that I think we all heard a few years ago of lines around the block, lines around the <laughs> corner, traffic on I the remember highway. that yeah, first Thanksgiving right. raid in that's 2018. Right. Bananas. Hours long. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And now there are 324 stores. There are about 168 grow facilities in the state. We actually... Our whole operation right now is we have two open dispensaries and an open farm and a third dispensary on the way in Groton. And so right now we have a farm in Coleraine, Massachusetts. Uh, bonus points to anyone who knows who Coleraine is. Uh, it's nope. right, just right past Greenfield, right up Route 2. Yeah. Okay. It's beautiful. It's picturesque. We have an outdoor farm and we have our own brand, actually, uh, Yellow Brick Road, that we sell both on wholesale to other folks in the market mm -hmm. and through our own stores. It is delicious, sun-grown flour, and we're just doing it brick by brick over here. Yeah, it's you amazing. Are. You are. Yeah. So you guys were talking about the collaboration, um, and I know that you're having an artist come in this weekend actually coming up. 
And Wes, you guys have an entire web page dedicated to the call to artists. Mm -hmm. We do. You so do. We and do. I was looking through <laughs> that and I thought, wow, this is so much more than a cannabis dispensary. We really tried to. I mean, as we record this, we're actually sitting on our stage. Yes, so I was going to say, I'm pretty sure we're yeah. where, the, where the performance today. We are today. where the performances happen. <laughs> we, are, we are the performance today. And so I think that, yeah, so we've incorporated this from the beginning, and that's actually part of what Turi brings. Um, he's, a, he's also an artist, does paintings and things like that. And so we've really incorporated that from the beginning. We've tried in both Drake It and Pepperell, we pay artists to come uh, twice a week, up to twice a week. And so I'd like to have this be an open call for artists. If you are an artist of any kind, um, if musicians especially, please let us know. Please reach out to the store because we just think that that's the right kind of vibe. We want to demystify, we want to destigmatize the cannabis industry mm -hmm. and be a, a bit of a center. Well, you, I feel like you're almost poising yourself to be one of the first bud areas where it's a bud and partaking location. Uh, <laughs> the fact that you possible. want to bring music in and yeah. people have people hang out and and we you would know, love to no we would yeah. love to and Amory and I have talked about that too we've talked about going in that direction and it's one of those things though where the laws make it really tough the really municipal tough. laws yes. make it really yeah. tough and so we'd love to do an infused dinner sometime we would love to do an infused dinner and time. have Chef oh, Cook yeah. with it um, he's been cooking with it for years so not in the restaurant obviously no, no. Um, <laughs> but we would love to do it like a wine dinner or a scotch dinner for adults and have things infused and. You know, at some point in time, and totally. once, yeah. once once it becomes legal, right? That's right. right. That's right. And so, you know, who knows if the town will actually end up ever going for something like that? But there's a huge market for people who want events like that. You know, our general manager in Purple was just telling me, I think it was a couple of days ago, how she's doing an infused yoga mm -hmm. um, at an area. Really? Yeah, an area. So these events exist. I've been to infused dinners in the Berkshires before. They exist. And they're not as scary as people think. Yeah. <laughs> I think the stigma of marijuana use and marijuana in general is still pretty high. I think that it's going to take federal legalization. Yeah. Even then, I think there's going to be a time period where we're going to have to let the communities understand that this is, you know, something that has been around for a really long time and that you need to understand that it's a, a part of it. But just recently, we're lucky that the health organization, um, health, the World Health Organization has come out and said there's medicinal purposes. So no I think kidding. That we're gonna, <laughs> no, I true. think we're on the way to the other side of it. I think you're right. I think I you're think right. I think we are. But let's talk a little bit about the business plaza because I know the two of you are very into making something more. Are there future plans for what you guys want to do here? There are, you know, we. The festival. We the just festival. talked about we it. Just talked about it. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, we don't have dates yet, but we'll be back with that. But, yep. um, you know, Amory and I have talked for years now about the possibility of doing outdoor festivals in the area, in the parking lot, especially, which is a big, beautiful lot um, mm -hmm. and that we, you know, people can come in and out of and try her food, try their food, try our products if you're 21 plus, um, mm -hmm. and really create a sort of. We, we've always thought about the revamping of this plaza yeah. as, a, as creating it as a destination. Sure. So let's give more reason to do it, I think. I love awesome. it. Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. We have, I mean, Ram Veterinary has now joined our pack. That's right. Yes. Um, and uh, she's definitely, Jasmine and Rod are Fantastic. in the same flow as us now. And yeah, it's, it's, 
I think there's some very good things coming to It them. makes me very happy. <laughs> I'm I, so I, glad. I, I, I told everybody, I kept saying it over and over again, I'm going to move in there and I'm going to change the neighborhood. I'm going to change the neighborhood. It was her vision. It was her vision. And we're, just, we're just here helping her out with that, yeah. too. I mean, truly, it's been Well, to fantastic. go from an empty business plaza to an only two two business locations are empty now. It is obviously working. Anne-Marie and Wes, you are changing the neighborhood and you're changing it for the good. Thank you so much for letting me join you here today at Treehouse Craft Cannabis and Lazy Bubble, which we're going to take a walk over and take a look over there as well. But thank you so much for letting me into the space today. Thank, thank you so, you so much. much, Kat. This is great. Thank you. <laughs> thank you're you welcome. So much. And tune in next Friday for another new episode. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.